Welcome to the Sense of Soul podcast. We are your hosts, Shannon and Mandy. Grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. So welcome. Today we're going to be talking about light workers, including star seeds, hybrid children, you know, indigo, crystal, rainbow children. You know, you could be a cousin of ET. <laughs> Shanna and I consider ourselves light workers. So just so our listeners know, a light worker is a person who is here to assist with healing who maybe has psychic abilities or someone who is here to help humanity evolve i always think that a light worker is just someone who is helping other people find their light within love it the astronomer carl sagan he stated we are a way for the universe to know itself Some part of our being knows this and where we came from. We long to return and we can, because the cosmos is also within us, we're made of star stuff. Star stuff. Yeah. In fact, did you know that 60 tons of star stuff (laughs) actually falls to the earth daily? Are you freaking kidding me? That is a lot of star stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it goes back to kind of what me and you talked about in a previous episode, how we are made from stardust. Yeah. These galactic or cosmic beings all seem to all come here to be light workers with a specific purpose. And usually this is to help the earth. This is to help mankind and to help the world evolve. Mm-hmm. So when Mandy and I were looking into star seeds, we didn't know a whole lot about it. So we're not going to act like we are experts on the subject whatsoever, but we're just going to share with you our findings and some of the things that we found were very interesting. Yeah, and I, you know, disclaimer, a lot of these words are hard for me to pronounce, and mm-hmm. it is a topic that we could have researched for months and months and months and months. Right. And you do have to have a very open mind. Very open mind. I have personally never experienced anything like extraterrestrial. I've never seen an alien. I've seen energy and I've seen things that I believe could be. So I'm not going to say I haven't. But I definitely have not experienced it on a human level. I've experienced it in a past life regression. And I've experienced it in other ways. So a star seed is said to be a soul that actually is born or from another planet. A star seed is just that. It's a seed. It's that these uh, higher collective beings, these extraterrestrials, seeded Earth, mm-hmm. literally seeded Earth with volunteers. So could it be that your soul is from another planet, galaxy, universe, reincarnated on this Earth? Some of the common characteristics of a star seed. Some of these things could be for anybody, but these are some commonalities that will stick out. You might be attracted to the night sky. And you know, like Shanna just said, a lot of children are attracted to the sky, but it, this is like feeling a deep connection to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you are, then that could possibly be where your soul originated. You have a hard time being grounded. You feel like you're not home. You feel like you belong somewhere else. You feel lost. A lot of them are very highly intuitive, clairvoyant, very, very sensitive. 
they can see angels and spirit guides and a lot of them can even feel future events that are going to happen they all have a wake-up call sometime in their life which will call them to find their purpose and some of them are not because of the situation that they're put in their parents or something are not as open or restricts them in some way of waking up and a lot of times you'll find that star seeds have sensitivity to not only emotions like they're empathic but also to chemicals and to allergens so i must be one <laughs> yeah you are really? yeah so i have to tell a story about this probably about five years ago i had a client and she was from mexico and she was a reiki master and i had not become reiki master yet i'd been working with energy work a lot and i didn't really know reiki yet so this lady who speaks very little English comes in to get a massage and I offer her some energy work. We really connected on a totally different level than I was expecting. And during the session, she said, I really believe that you are from Sirius. And I was like, no, I'm from Louisiana. <laughs> and she, I like, are you serious? Like, I'm from serious? What the fuck are you talking about? You crazy lady. I remember this. I totally remember and this. And she's like, do me a favor. Look up serious and cry on with a K. And all of it was a little, I don't know, a little hokey for me at the time. And I still don't know how I feel about it. I love, I do believe in that people can channel, you know, amazing spiritual positive messages that are you know very helpful to us here on earth I tell you one thing every single time I meditate I have a download of information that's most of my writing on on my sense of soul.com I love the quote your spiritual beings having a human experience and when I think about that I think about when I am meditating I'm leaving my human experience some of my most intense writings were also right when I woke up. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when I get that noise in my ear. Yeah. And then there's like a download. Mm-hmm. After researching this, I, I don't see it to be so far off because in meditations and under hypnosis, they're able to connect with these galactic beings. There's many different origins of where your soul, where you could have been seated from. So we're just going to talk about a few of the prevalent ones that are here on earth today. Some of like the main and most popular ones, because there's so many of them. One of the most common one that I've heard of is the Syrians from Sirius. And that's the dog star. In fact, it's very bright right now. I see it every night. I have always been very attracted to the star without knowing. And I'll get my night sky app out and I'll put it on the star and it's always serious. You guys should do some research on this because it's actually kind of fun. There are a lot of actors and actresses and architects and film directors and people amongst us that consider themselves from Sirius. And there's a lot of really cool videos out there. I found that their characteristics were interesting. They're kind of avatar-ish. They've got like a higher forehead. There's even information that um, their spaceships are triangle-shaped. There's some really cool stuff out there on the characteristics of what they look like, you know, on top of what they're like and what their purpose is. So people from Sirius are very focused and aware of their journey. They're very loyal people, trustworthy. They're peacemakers. 
And they're also advanced with knowledge and they're always wanting to learn more and also teach. Mm -hmm. They like technology. They're usually very social and funny. They are extremely attracted to nature. They are set in old ways. They don't love like the new ways. They're natural born leaders. Their lifespan is about 2000 earth years. And they're here to guide and heal people. They also highly dislike dishonest people and have a hard time forgiving liars. The next star seeds that we're gonna talk about are the Palladians from Pallades. From within the seven sister stars within the constellation of Taurus, they are loving. They have very gentle energy and want peace and harmony. They physically get sick around negativity. Yeah, so they're definitely your empaths. Yeah. Um, they have a, sometimes trouble with their throat chakra. They have a hard time speaking their feelings. Another one is the Arcturians. They tend to attract strangers. They tend to be suspicious. They're impatient, but great storytellers. They're enthusiastic. They're busybodies. They tend to have few friends. They're very imaginative. They love to travel. They love to make others laugh. They're spiritual from a very young age. They're very strong. They tend to see lots of color, and mm. a lot of them are healers. And they have a deep inner knowing of self. So in the next one we'll talk about is... Andromedans from Andromeda. These are hard words. <laughs> they are from a galaxy. They are freedom seekers. They are also healers and teachers. They cannot get enough experience. They just want more and more and more and more experience and knowledge. They highly dislike routine activities. They get bored. And they spend a lot of time within. The star seeds from the planet Orion, which is the planet of wisdom. These are seekers of knowledge. They have stronger personalities. They need understanding. They carry cosmic wisdom, and they help to see things from their enlightened perspective. It's common that they have very bright and glowing eyes. And we're just going through, like, the basics. There can be old soul star seeds, and this would be that their history on Earth would be, like, all the way maybe out to the Atlantis period. And old star seeds reincarnate from time to time, offering... Atlantean knowledge. Star seeds can also be newer souls. It's often their first incarnation onto the planet and usually find themselves very shocked. Mm -hmm. They find it very hard to fit in on Earth. The new souls star seeds are including the indigo, crystal, and rainbow children. These children were originally described by the color of their aura. And they're said to be hybrids, the next stage in human evolution, possessing spiritual gifts, psychic abilities. They're yeah. very highly creative. Lots gifted, of supernatural traits. Intelligence. Commonly, they are empaths, lightworkers, and that alarm clock that'll wake them up at some point in their journey. Yeah, they are here to make changes. They see the world differently. They're very driven. And some things that I think we need to mention is a lot of times they these can be children that 
feel depressed, have yeah, a lot of anxiety. Yeah, misdiagnosed with like learning disabilities. Yeah, they they get frustrated because they don't have a sense of belonging, can't relate to a normal human. I've also read that many don't want to be touched. They avoid hugs. Mm. So heightened senses. Mm-hmm. So they are said to come here by generations. So the indigo children, a large portion of them were born in the 70s. And they are said to have high IQ, very high intuition, self-confidence. They are they have that old soul quality about them. They have high sensitivity. Often diagnosed with ADHD. They have a strong sense of self and purpose that sometimes they come across very entitled. But the one thing that's very strong about them is that they very much have integrity. Mm -hmm. They're also very creative, and they also are often shy. They are very honest. They suffer when people lie to them. Mm. Yeah, they need truth. They are very empathetic. They can also can be very temperamental and have rage issues. I also read they are not fond of following rules. They are sometimes seen by their friends as strange. They may move around a lot, like places and jobs, looking for their place in the world. Sometimes, unfortunately, have a difficult childhood. They have difficulty taking orders from other people, and they find socializing to be extremely boring. Mm-hmm. They're sensitive to processed foods, pesticides, mm-hmm. additives. Yeah, chemicals and allergens, like I mentioned before, the star seeds. They also, they're very sensitive and can get very irritated if they're too busy or overscheduled. In the 80s and 90s come the crystal children. Sometimes they are the children of the indigos. They usually have unique eyes, very big and hypnotic. Mm -hmm. Their auras are very bright. So again, just like the indigo's aura, their aura was a very bright light Mm -hmm. around them. A lot of them have learning disabilities and speak very little in their first years of life. They can communicate telepathically. They're creative and artistic. They have a very strong connection to animals. They have very magnetic, loving personalities and are attracted to crystals. Mm-hmm. And it's also said that they are here to bring us to the next level of evolution and to reveal our inner and higher power. So the crystal children are actually functioning on a higher frequency than the indigo children. Yes, that and it the- also says that as a group of them, they function on a universal consciousness rather than an individual they're also advocates for love and peace on the planet. I also um, wanted to mention that a lot of these crystal children suffer from um, earaches. Yeah, and, they're very, they're highly sensitive. And they have said that a lot of them speak highly of God's angels like they're their own personal friends. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times they can read your mind and your heart. Very, very in tune with people's feelings and emotions. Yeah, so these are definitely some high vibrational spiritual children. I can actually think of a few right now um, yeah. in within my family. Yeah. 
almost everything we just listed, I thought of a particular person in my family. So the next ones are the rainbow children. They were born in 2000 and after. Mm -hmm. You know, they usually have crystal parents. They're natural healers. They really understand unconditional love. They're fearless. They're really driven when it comes to service work. And again, they have that rainbow aura. Mm. They're all about humanity. They're very highly spiritual. And it's often their first incarnation in coming here with no karma. And this is their first experience here on Earth, and they usually find it very hard to fit in here. They're highly sensitive, intuitive, empathic. They're psychic. They have high energy. But yet they're very sweet, charming, generous, and loving. They love bright colors. Like, they're very attracted to them, so they wear them a lot, surround themselves with them a lot. They're very intelligent. They love technology. and However, they still love to be in nature and love animals as well. And sometimes they're late speakers. They also have been known to have bigger eyes. Usually their eyes glare into you, and when they look at you, you feel like they're glaring into your soul. Yet you never feel judged by rainbow children. Rainbow children are also looked at and misdiagnosed sometimes as high-functioning autism. This week, I've encountered three teenagers who have been told that something's wrong with them since the day they were born. And a lot of these things that we just described describe these three teenagers. Mm-hmm. And when I had a phone call with one of them that was explaining her anxiety and I just told her, no, honey, you just have gifts because she was describing a lot of these things. And I will tell you that her mom called me and said she has been seeing doctors since she was you know, little and she, I spend tons of money on therapy and she has changed just this week because you told her, honey, you have gifts. You just don't know how to use them and protect them. And you've been told something's wrong with you. Right. And that's what's happening to a lot of these star seed children. And they are. They're just gifted. Yeah, and then they're medicated. And then they're and medicated. once you're medicated and everyone's telling you that what you're experiencing is wrong. Mm-hmm. And so then you just push it down deep inside and then their alarm clock doesn't go off. And that's how some of these amazing hybrid children are not able to spread their light. Yeah. So last night I had an experience. The girl that works at my gas station, I talk to her all the time. And she has some amazing gifts. She actually will, she remembers your birthday. She knows what day you were born on. Wow. Yeah, so she'll be like, what's your birthday? And then you tell her and she knows the date. Pretty incredible. But what is amazing is that last night she told me that she was autistic. She goes, well, did you know I was autistic? And I was like, well, I have a son who's autistic, so I saw some characteristics in you that was very similar to his. I was like, but really, I just thought you were gifted. My brain doesn't work that way. Yeah. You know, I can't remember, you know, details like that. And I don't know how she puts together what day people are born just off of numbers, but it's pretty impressive. People who are autistic, they're also very sensitive Mm -hmm. to like sounds, lights, to energy. Well, and it's the same with ADHD and ADD. People, it's an abundance of energy because they're they're walking around in a higher frequency than everyone else. And then we're dimming that. Right. Dolores Cannon and her book, The Three Waves of Volunteers and for the New Earth. Yeah, and she has written quite a few books, and she gets these messages from the ETs through her many, many, many years of 
hypnosis on her clients. And she also claims some of her information is also from Nostradamus, Jesus, and other ascended masters. And she doesn't consider herself some crazy gifted person, but she said it's because she's always in on this higher frequency with her clients. That's why she's so open to this knowledge and information that she gets. Right. So what's interesting is that we hybrid children, the indigos, crystals, and rainbow children. She actually came up with that a long time ago, back in the 70s in this book. She talks about star seeds as being volunteers who have volunteered to come down to earth to help bring humanity back to a place of evolving in love and kindness. Mm-hmm. Dolores Cannon suggested that they came in three waves. She believed that in the first wave, they came in like the late 40s to early 60s. These volunteers were disturbed by the violence and anger and hate in the world, that they had the hardest time adjusting to life here as humans, and a lot of them wanted to commit suicide. Like, they mm-hmm. couldn't handle it here. Mm-hmm. The second wave then came in the 70s and 80s, and so their mission was to share energy with others. Here comes your light workers. So it's almost like the first wave were like... They should call them the pioneers. The pioneers, Mm -hmm. yeah. Which is so sad because they were like basically like the guinea pigs. Well, and I think it's important to state that... So these are people that have volunteered to come here. But when they get here, their memories wiped that they're not from here. Right. Yeah, and just think about back in these days, nobody was open to this kind of shit. And the last wave is the third wave, and that is the new children. Their DNA was more advanced, and they had the greatest challenge, and a lot of them were diagnosed with ADHD, and a lot of them were medicated. Very similar to, you know, the hybrid children. So even though she didn't call them star seeds or by name, as in like hybrid children, indigo, crystal, rainbow, it totally aligned with her three waves of volunteers. I was reading an article earlier that this author of this article had called these star seeds metro spiritual. <laughs> <laughs> right? Is that, that not is hilarious? These, well, oh my yeah. god, I'm gonna start using that. So they're called metro spirituals and describing the same thing that their home is not this planet and that their origin is from somewhere in the galaxy. It's called does your DNA code prove that you're part alien? By Maya Polsey. And this was written back in 2016, but I thought it was so funny. Metro spiritual. Researchers and scientists have found that 97% of the non-coding sequences, the junk quote-unquote DNA, couldn't be explained by evolution. Wow. Right? Another one who in the 70s really researched a lot of these star seed children is Nancy Ann Tapp. And then later on, Lee Carroll did a lot of research. Okay, well, that's weird because Lee Carroll is the guy who channels Cryon, wrote all kinds of books on Cryon. Yeah, this has been something that a lot of people have been looking at. Okay, so when a star seed wakes up, when their alarm clock starts going off and you don't hit the snooze button and you start to awaken, what do we see? Do we see similar spiritual awakening 
symptoms? They are kind of similar to what we talked about in one of our first episodes on spiritual awakening. It can come through trauma, some mm-hmm. sort of uh, nervous breakdown, or for you, in your case, when your father passed away. Uh, mine was my near-death experience. Um, it can also be something that is awakened by maybe meeting your twin flame. And actually, we're going to have someone on soon who kind of described his awakening coming from meeting his twin flame. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Um, Another stage is that that you start to question and change your beliefs, um, which we talked about as well. Um, Spiritual awareness develops. You might find that you start to hone into your spiritual powers. Spiritual gifts. Yeah. And that you finally feel like one with your higher self. So those are just a couple of things that you so, might yeah, feel. like recognizing the soul from the ego. Mm-hmm. So whether you feel like you are going through a spiritual awakening or whether you feel like you can resonate with the things that we've talked about, either way, go inside. That's where all the answers are going to be. You could read all the stuff and listen to so many podcasts, but I know Mandy and I both, like the questions that we have, we're excited to actually do meditation and go inside and and find out more. Yeah, so there's mantras, there are meditations, there are all different kinds of ways to activate your star seed. So you can discover where you're from. If you really, really want to know, you need to go within. You need to go probably into hypnosis or into a deep meditative state. So my suggestion is you can go outside and set your intentions and connect to the sky. Are you connecting more with like a certain star or a, a constellation? You can do meditation and just sit out there with the sky. And just clear your mind and see if you connect to a specific place. Once you do connect, all kinds of synchronicities will start happening. The universe will start to support this connection. So for our listeners out there, if any of this resonates with you and your soul, then, you know, there's lots of information out there. Dolores Cannon, which is one that I was led to. I mean, her story is unbelievable. I would highly suggest for our listeners to um, look her up. Dolores Cannon videos, I'll suggest that for because it can be a little out there and overwhelming. Um, And she really helped me to understand better. Brad Steiger was the first to introduce the star people or the star seeds. In his 1996 book called Gods of Aquarius. And this argued that certain people originated from extraterrestrials and arrived on Earth through birth. Or they walked into a human body. Mm. This is not interesting. Like soul merging. So it's taken from an existing theory that the Native Americans had. Yeah, they also show a lot of the Native Americans. uh, Ancient writings and hieroglyphics. And there are many, many encounters of Native Americans seeing extraterrestrials, aliens. They didn't fear them. They embraced them. They look to the stars for a lot of knowledge. Ancient aliens. Which brings us to next week's episode. We are going to be talking about light beings, 
angels, aliens. I'm excited about that one because I think when people think of aliens, they think of these crazy, scary creatures. And I loved what Dolores Cannon had said. She said through talking with the ETs, they said, why do Earth people think that we're trying to take Earth from them? Hmm. They're just here to watch over us. They seated us here and they come from God. I never thought I'd be sitting here talking with you and even <laughs> anticipating believing in extraterrestrials. I know. But I have to say, being that I've become an extremely open-minded person and that something was activated in me many years ago, and I'm so blessed for it. Mm-hmm. You finally have an answer of why you have a big forehead? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm joking. I, just for our listeners, if you don't know, I have what's considered like a five head or a six head. It's very interesting. I was at a basketball game one time, and this woman, she kept sticking out at me in the crowd. And she did have a very large forehead as well. But when I looked at her, she looked like me. Like, we looked like, it was deeper than physical. Right. Like, it felt like our souls looked alike. Like, I just felt this connection with her. Yeah, like your family somehow related. Yes. And I swear, wherever I'm from, she is part of my family. That is interesting. Yeah, and I've watched a lot of videos of people who claim that they're from Sirius, and they all do kind of look like Well, me. yeah, they say that they're, like, taller. That blonde. Yeah, blonde wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's very, very interesting, and I'm excited for next week's episode. Me too. Yeah. So again, listeners, if you have ever sat there and when you were a young child and thought, I want to go home, I feel out of place here. If you feel alienated. <laughs> <laughs> if you feel like a square peg in a round hole, you know, just have always felt kind of out of place. This is another way to get in touch with your soul, which is what we're about. Getting a sense of your own soul and seeing maybe it's a possibility. Yeah, because you and you do have to be more open-minded. We're so conditioned. We're told this is what we're to believe. So it's hard to step out of that sometimes. But when you're going through a spiritual awakening, that's usually one of the things that happens. Yeah. And, you know, I do find that a lot of the research and articles that I read, they do all go back to a God. Mm-hmm. It, you know, like a source of energy, a source of energy, source. the central light is what some people call it. A lot of people say the source, a lot of people call it God, the sun. Well, and also remember what God means. It means I am, I am, I am in English. So yeah, just remember that you are, mm-hmm. you are, we, you, we are. You are. are. No, sorry. No, you, you are. I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being with us today. We hope you will come back next week. If you like what you hear, don't forget to rate, like, and subscribe. Thank you. We rise to lift you up.